Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And we are whispering because we are on a train going back to London, having been in Manchester at the National Football Museum this afternoon for a show to commemorate the 1,000th game for England tonight at Wembley. It was a fun show, wasn't it? It was, and what a fun place to visit. And yeah. you'll hear some of our packages as we... Packages? As we walk around, yeah. it's very technical, wasn't it? Yeah. As we walk around the uh, museum. Yeah, we just we kind of had a bit of a stroll about England-wise and, and elsewhere. Um, John Wilkin joined us, a former uh, Saints, well, Saints legend, let's be honest, who's now playing the Toronto Wolfpack. He was on great form, wasn't yeah, he? he was Chris Kirkland. Yeah, came in as well. Interesting views. We had a lot of interesting guests. We can't fit them all in, of yeah. course, but uh, yeah, it was a good fun day. So uh, these are just some of the best bits. Breaking news. Um, oh, yeah. You may recall when we were in, was it Russia you had this issue? Or was where were we when you... Um, oh. And Andy had a bit of a... It was, yes, it was in uh, St. Petersburg. Yeah, Andy had constantly adjusting himself. And we, seconds before we go on air, he said, oh, my pants have ridden. I haven't got this problem again. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll break it. We'll see how that... I'll, 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 I'll soldier on. We'll see what happens during the, uh, during the course of the afternoon. Try not yeah. to make it too graphic. Anyway, uh, seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And what a place to be. I, I've wanted, both of us wanted to come here yeah. for some time. And sometimes when you want to come somewhere it can be a bit of a letdown it can be a bit of a disappointment yeah. but honestly what a great morning we've it's had brilliant. you're here um there's some fabulous stuff here there's actually also a wonderful uh, painting of raheem sterling but gareth asked me to take it they rang me said could you take it down just for today <laughs> just you can yeah. put it back up i'll put it back put up it tomorrow. back up tomorrow yeah. yeah it's fine though you, you kind of feel that every aspect of the game is covered in this place just you kind of walk around your a corner and you mm. think well they've not really covered this or not really covered and then you get there and there they've covered it every aspect of of the world of football and it's I think amazing for, you know for the sort of aficionado for the older person and also for kids there's so much interactive yeah. stuff so and Chris was telling us he'll tell us now that he's uh, came last year with his daughter and had a great time yeah so yeah we'll so we'll have a good chat that. with Chris in a few moments time but um, uh, it wouldn't yeah. be an OB if we didn't talk about how we got here yeah well okay it's a bit we, like well, the we, FA Cup yeah we <laughs> how they got there <laughs> yeah and uh, yes well it was it's uh, it was quite an interesting journey uh, our usual producer John Cadigan is on holiday so uh, stepping into some very small shoes yeah that's true very, very tiny small. shoes uh is young jamie who has, yeah. it does have the look of a rakish archbishop makarios we decided yeah. it's tremendous and <laughs> not a look a young lad would particularly want is it <laughs> not really, really no and uh, what all the hipsters <laughs> are going for is it 
I, I, I had my usual uh, Burger King pre-trained. You have Burger to, don't King you? It's kind of part of a road trip with us. Yeah. You went for the very exotically named Mediterranean Deli. Well, it was a Mediterranean uh, Deli, and uh, this is, that's the headline when basically Deli Alley <laughs> moves <laughs> to, close to Spain. Yeah. yeah. Although uh, the Real Madrid's looking a bit shaky at the moment, yeah. I think, possibly. Second of Betis. Oh, no, no. But we might get a game there at the minute. Yeah. Anyway, mm. so uh, we did that. Yeah, I did, this was a British uh, Rail Fare or Virgin trains mm. it wasn't bad it was, well, it was you, you felt slightly disappointed with the it was well, I don't, it wasn't I, I, no i felt i was transported i felt <laughs> like i was you? in i was in yeah <laughs> in athens it was and, amazing uh, there was uh, i agree there was some interesting news came through on the train actually oh, that yeah. uh, sol bamba had taken a temporary charge at uh, cardiff yeah so i was hoping that he appoints gaza uh, as his uh, Assistant manager for the Bamba Gascoigne partnership. That's a nice, nice eh? contemporary win reference. The first, win the first game 10 0, says starter for 10. Ask your granddad, kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't work with Jeremy Pax, but he does it now. No, no, no. Uh, so we went, out for, we went out for dinner. We decided to go to Cafe Football. Yeah, this is the owned by. Is it just Ryan Giggs and Gary Neville? Or is it all the uh, class all of 92? Do you think Bart? so? I think they. Because well, on the menu, there's the Skolzy, the Giggsy, yeah. the Nicky Butty. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this other thing that was very. Oh, you were right about it. This. I had a look at this last night because I got a photo of the menu. It does look odd. It's, it's they've not, they've, 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 <laughs> it says the skin on. Yeah. So it's skin on fries. Yeah. And I was looking for the hyphen between skin and on. Because what it looks like, these are extras, I know. it says bag of skin on fries. That sounds horrible. So it's like they give you a bag of skin. <laughs> I'm not in that. A bag of skin and sprinkle the bag of talking skin of, on your fries. Talking of chips, and though. Then, and the next one is a bag of fat. Cut chips. Yes, well, so it, it was a bag there, of fat or a bag of skin. But there was Gary. some amusement at the table. It was a quite noisy restaurant. You tried to order fat cut chips, which you've got to be careful how you <laughs> say that, to be really honest. <laughs> yeah, the waitress wasn't too. No, she, the, the staff were lovely in there. They were cracking. Gary, you've got some very good stuff. I keep blaming Gary. It's Giggsy as well, of course. But <laughs> and, uh, I enjoy, we all enjoyed our food. And I did it was too. Very nice. But, and uh, uh, I did have a little bit of an unfortunate. Uh, Let's not get, well, you, you were up in the graphic. night, were you? Yes. <laughs> See, I'm not, I'm not blaming them for that. That's just, no, you've just got to be a weak been, stomach. It could have been anything, let's be honest. And after a cursory look at the wonderful Three Legends Best Law and Charlton statue outside yeah. Old Trafford, we decided that to go and check out Lumicari's chip well, shop. Well, that's, that's the real pilgrimage <laughs> from, from so, my yeah. point of view. When I come to Old Trafford, <laughs> yeah. I have to go to Lou's Chippy around <laughs> the corner. Right. And we, we got a picture outside. So it wouldn't be, <laughs> I had to touch I touched the grating. On it. It's not open. It's only, I think it's only open on match day. But you've got to touch. It's part of the trip. Yeah. I love the fact that you we couldn't quite find it. So you got out your sat nav and you, you looked at it and you went, It's three hours and thirty minutes from me. <laughs> it's a different it's a different loop. It must be his one in Glasgow or something. It was actually two minutes. Yeah. But uh, we did wonder if one of Sir Alex's uh, less successful uh, signings, Bebe, had his own chip shop. But yeah. he seemed unlikely <laughs> yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, Bebe's uh, kebab house or something. Anyway, so, yeah, so that was that, that, that was the journey. All right, now uh, as you come into the National Football Museum, they're clearly marking England's one thousandth game. Uh, and they've done it in a kind of timeline mm. on the wall. So we thought we'd kick off this afternoon by kind of walking you through uh, the England timeline. 11 moments, 1,000 matches here at the National Football Museum in Manchester. Well, understandably, the National Football Museum are going big on England's 1,000th game. They've got a timeline, haven't they? Uh, yeah. In the, in the kind of first ground floor level as you come in. And uh, taking us back to 1872, match number one, 
Uh, a nil-all draw with Scotland. It's it's thriller. Thriller. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, they said at half-time. 30th November, 1872, and they've got a picture here of the game. Yeah. And it looks at a controversial incident, which I gather VAR are still looking at. They are. I think his, uh, his toe cap is offside, yeah, or possibly one of his. The, the outfits are great. The England players are in kind of Peaky Blinder-esque caps, and the Scotland players seem to be wearing sort of... Um, the sort of things you wear Night. in bed. Bed hat. Yeah, bed hat. <laughs> a very, very strange look. And there's a, a clash of knees going on in the first one. And then you get along to t- uh, 1950. Uh, this is... Uh, Match 256. The England players boarding the plane. Billy Wright up there, the uh, skipper at the time. I would have thought Stan Mortensen. They were playing Chile. And we were favourites to win the World Cup. Well, yeah. I wonder what happened. Yeah. It took a few years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this was a, a chastening moment. 1953, match 284, mm. England beaten uh, 6 3 by uh, Hungary. So, proving yeah, I've decided to get, bring my Pushka stomach with yeah, me it's to really celebrate. Good of you. Yeah. That false Pushka stomach you're wearing after breakfast today. 1966, I know all the Scotland fans have very happy memories of that. Apparently, something happened then. There's yes, a picture of, uh, of uh, Bobby Moore on the show. I think you know the picture, <laughs> holding the trophy in the air. Uh, 1970, when we probably had a better team. Um, and uh, this is the game against Brazil, an image from the game against yeah, Brazil. They got the wrong save. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit <laughs> odd, isn't it? Yeah, they just couldn't they, they just, find a picture of the Banks save? You got another one. They've got a random shot of Banksy just sort of taking a ball from a corner by the look of it. And then, of course, he got diarrhea against Germany. Peter Bonetti know, went in, and that was the end of that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> 1986. It's good. It's not all positive, this. As you go through the timeline, you know, mm. because... I mean, it couldn't be all positive because no. we don't do very well, do we? <laughs> From 1966 to, like, last year, it was pretty fallow, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but this is uh, Terry Butcher. It looks like the raft of the Medusa. It was all these bodies. Terry Butcher, Steve Hodge, Gary Stevens on the floor as Maradona just sort of runs past them all. But uh, we all remember the hand of God. Yes, of course. Uh, Gaza crying, 1990. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so near, yet so far. 96, or oh, things are picking up a bit. Uh, right. Shearer celebrating one of the goals against uh, Holland in the that 4-1 was one win. one of our best performances. Oh, it was sensational. Brilliant. The only England game I missed of that tournament. It was a good one to miss, <laughs> didn't I? Great, wasn't it? I was, I was here, I was in Manchester. Yeah. This is one of Motti's fa- favourite games, of course, 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Germany 1, England 5. I see I got emotional there. Yeah, I did. You started to break up. I did. Now, I got emotional here. A drink had been taken. I was in Prague with some mates when I watched the England-Greece game. And when Beckham scored that goal... Oh, I shed a tear. Did you? I'd had, I'd had quite lots of drink, to be honest. But, oh, no, we, we, yeah, we, we, we were in bits. What a goal. Great. And up to 2018 with uh, uh, the magnificent Harry Kane now celebrating. This is game 982 uh, at the World Cup when we beat Colombia on Penn. So, uh, and it was a great yeah, World Cup, wasn't it? certainly was. They're showing a film today as well, uh, a kind of England's history. So, they, yeah, as you'd imagine here at the National Football Museum, really embraced what's going on around this 1,000th game. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We are joined now by a, a former England keeper. Uh, of course, Liverpool, Wigan as well. Chris Kirkland joins us. Hi, Chris. Afternoon, chaps. Mm. You, you'll have a legacy number then as, a, as a, a man who had an England cap. Do you know that all the boys are getting a number? Do you know which yours is yet? I don't know. No, they've, they've not contacted me yet. As I say, I think there's far more, more important players than me that they've got to deal with yeah. first. So, but, yeah, it was an honour to play for my country. Uh, it was at Old Trafford. It was in Manchester as well against Greece. So it was a long time coming. I was in a lot of squads and yeah. unfortunately I had some injuries and there was some very good goalkeepers around as well. Uh, you know Ben Foster, Paul Robinson. Um, so it was, but it was an honour to play for the country. Always. Ben Foster still doing it, isn't he? Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been known Ben for years and years. When I first trained with him, I thought 
this, this lad is good and tried to get up to his standards and it's no surprise he's looked after himself I think he's got better with his fitness as he's got older he's understanding his body more yeah. and mm. he's, he's performing brilliantly for Watford yeah, the, 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 the goalkeeping situation at the moment, England-wise, is, uh, is interesting, isn't it? I mean, what do you make of the, the keepers we, we currently have? Well, it's, for me, it's frustrating because for me, over, over the last few years, it's been taught that we've not got that many good keepers. But mm. you look how many keepers now we're playing. I mean, I was with Jordan at Preston for a year and he is undoubtedly one of the best I've ever worked with. That's you know, um, along with Ben when, I, when, I, when we first started out. But Jordan, for me, is England number one. Um, his ability was incredible. You know, he made me feel even older. <laughs> when I was when I trained with him, I was yeah. old anyway. But he made me feel older. Some of the stuff he could do. Um, so I mean, he could be, you know, and should be the keeper for the next ten, fifteen years. I've, I've said many times, he's just sometimes he's got a curb. His enthusiasm and the way he is on the pitch sometimes, I think it can boil over. And, and as a keeper, that can be a little bit dangerous. But if he can rein that in a little bit, I mean, the, you know, there's no doubt he's, he's top draw. It's so unforgiving. It's a cliche, but it's so unforgiving being a keeper, isn't it? You basically, you know. You make one mistake, and that's the thing people notice. It is, unfortunately, but we know that. You know, when, yeah. we, when we go into that um, in, into that position, you know that you 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 know you're going to get criticised. If unfortunately, it shouldn't be that way, but that's the world we live in. Uh, but we know that as goalkeepers, you know, you can you can make ten great saves, and you'll always be remembered if you make a mistake last. But listen, that's the way it is. But I think now goalkeepers have realised just how important they are for the teams. You know, we've seen that now with De Gea, Allison coming into Liverpool, the impact he's had there. Edison at Man City, you know, keepers now are vital parts of the team. It's interesting, you're going back to what you said about winning the England cap uh, and being in lots of squads and not getting a game. There's been plenty of players, they talk about one cap wonders, but there's been plenty of players over the years that were in lots of squads and never got to play. And, yeah. and that, that must be gut-wrenching. It's tough, yeah, it's tough. I think it's changed now with the way Gareth's got everyone together. Um, obviously, we've seen what's happened in the last couple of days, but what he's done, he's brought the nation back together, the players back together. You know, the players want to go to England now, whereas years ago, you know, there was players pulling out and stuff like that. There, there was fractions between certain teams, yeah. you know, you yeah. stuck with your own the teammates. There was, and, you know, right. I, and I was in that and, and I did see that, which is not ideal, you know, but that's right. been well documented. Um, but yeah, I mean, being in that squad when you're not playing is tough because you're away for 10 days, two weeks sometimes, mm. knowing you're not going to play. It's hard to motivate players that way and it's hard for the players to stay motivated because they know unless barring four or five injuries, they're not going to be involved. What did you make of Gareth's handling of, of the situation with Raheem Sterling? I, 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 like I said before, Gareth, I think what he's done for English football, because he's brought all the fans back, I think that was one of the biggest things he needed to do, yeah. because there was a divide between the fans and, and the players. He's brought all the players together in the squad. You see the way they're laughing and joking. You know, you, you've seen the pictures of Raheem and, and Joe since it's happened, they're laughing and joking together again. Mm. So he's obviously done, you know, will we ever know the full story? I doubt it, because I think that's got to stay behind. But he's obviously... The, the you know what happened, Gareth thought it deserved you know to not let Raheem play tonight. Now, it's right harsh. or wrong, it is harsh, yeah. Mm. But you've got to respect what Gareth's done. Like I said, if it would have been a very up and down period for Gareth since he's mm. been England manager, you could have said, well, you're doing the wrong thing. But I think in general, he's been superb. So you've got to you've got to you know you've got to go with him and, and respect his decision. Was it a common occurrence for, in your day? Yeah, of course, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Listen, there's far worse than that as well. Yeah. You know, going back, you know, when I was at Coventry, you know, the old player, John Artson, Stuart Pearce, I mean, I remember them two kicking lumps out of each other on the pitch. <laughs> After the end of the game, shaking hands. You know, that's, yeah. that's just the way it works. In training, you see fights all the time in the dressing room. 
and it, you know when you've got that many blokes that much testosterone it's mm. it's going to happen it's going to yeah, boil yeah, over but as soon as it happens it's forgot about most pros have tended to go they've felt that it, it maybe should have been dealt with in-house that's what they because they see it so often but that doesn't always mean it should be the way forward should the fact it's always happened like that doesn't mean it should be the way it happens from there on. and i think with gareth as well i think he's probably thought that eventually this would have come out yeah. So he's always an honest guy. We know that with Gareth. He speaks his mind. You know, he's very honest and open. He's always open. So I think from that point of view, he just, he just wanted to be honest and get yeah. it out there because we all know things eventually do mm. come out. And, and he didn't want that to come back and, and, and harm him then. He's dealt with the situation now. And there'll be no issues going forward. He, he yeah. won't allow that. And the players won't allow that. They've got some great players there, some experienced players that will help the younger players. And there'll be, no, there'll be no problems. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. It's uh, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Now we took an England-focused look around the National Football Museum. By the way, we are live from the National Football Museum as we speak this afternoon, building up to England's thousandth game live on TalkSport tonight. Uh, so we looked at some of the other memorabilia, other artefacts around the museum without uh, an England focus. And we did that earlier, and this is what happened. <laughs> One of the great things about the, the National Football Museum is just our interactive. It is a so much interactive. Stuff. This is a bit too interactive, this it next one. It kind of is, yeah. They've <laughs> basically given you a flavour of the locker room from the 1890s, the 1950s, uh, and the 2010s. And yeah. it's a kind of sensory experience, isn't it? You can see all the, the clothes that the boys would have been hanging up before they put their kit on. Uh, but also, Andy, there's a little kind of flap you can lift up there. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, should we start? Should we here? start with it? The 1890s. What does it smell of, Andy? Oranges. Oranges. Yeah. So <laughs> the 1890s apparently smelt of oranges. I, I don't think it did smell of oranges no. from the pictures. <laughs> you know, basically horses were in the streets. They didn't even have any deodorant. Yeah, it smell exactly, of oranges. Yeah. So by, by the 1950s, what did it smell like? 
liniment. Yeah, horse oils. They're kind. So that is really evocative. That just pure locker room. Yeah, that takes you back, doesn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. And, and again, the old 1950s suit is hanging up with a woodbine sticking out of the pockets. And a hat like my granddad had. Yeah, very good. Brown Homburg. And then by the 2010s, it's, uh, there's a sort of pair of uh, Beats hanging up yeah, there. A nice pair of Adidas trainers. Packet of jelly babies in a wallet. But what did the what did the 2010 smell of, Andy? Sweaty socks. Sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have had those two switched uh, from so, the yeah. 1890s. Yeah. Now we used to have a little section in the show, and we return to it now and again called twisted memorabilia. Mm. That these bits and pieces uh, from uh, people that uh, that's kind of unlikely bits of sporting memorabilia, and this would certainly be on it to whoever had this. It's fairly gruesome. It is. It's Willie Cunningham, the former Preston player, had some cartilage removed from his knee in 1960. And uh, they've got some in a little kind of case of formaldehyde, haven't they? Just sort of floating about. Uh, The interesting thing is, poor old Willie, now this will be keyhole surgery, and within about four or five weeks you'll be back training and playing. Six months Willie had for the cartilage. I know. Six months out. And he came back. So, uh, but there it is. It's one of the kind of slightly twisted bits of memorabilia. One of the only ones, really, uh, that they've got in the, the museum. But it's fantastic, isn't I it? I mean, a lot of this, is, you can see how the game's changed. I mean, Dennis Law, here's a picture of Dennis Law having a pre-match breakfast. I mean, look at it. Steak, chips. I mean, yeah. it's absolutely... They wouldn't be eating that now. Well, that's a picture of Dennis Law, but then it's next to a quote of Dennis Wise saying, I used to meet Vinnie Jones down the calf, sausage, egg, bacon, beans and a fried slice, and then go to training. So maybe it didn't change that much. <laughs> and Jack Charlton having a, well, basically having a cigarette. Having a fag, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's in his lead shirt, um, but there he is just having a little sneaky one, I would imagine. The Ekman are throwing in. The ball is being taken by, the uh, is being taken by Campbell. I beg your pardon, Healers. He has thrown to Thornwell and dashes forward. He slips the ball to the middle. Ross Kemp seizes on it. A short dash through. Here's a great chance. He's Back shot. Again. Mercer, the Huddersfield goalkeeper, has caught the ball, but Ross Kemp rushes on. Ross Kemp has bundled Mercer and the ball of the net. It's a goal to Blackburn Rovers. Well under a minute. I like, I like that, bloke. Don't you? He's very good. That's a 1928 comedy. He's available for game day on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, he's still working. I think he's, he's quite old now. But it's interesting, you get, you're get you being told the zones as yeah. you listen to the radio commentary. I do love the idea that if Sam Matterface is sitting there, Stuart Pearce is going, zone five, and they say, three again. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Stuart's just shouting out the zones. That would be brilliant. <laughs> well, we are standing in front of a very familiar sheepskin coat, although it's on the model without a shirt and tie under it. So the idea that Motti could have been naked underneath his sheepskin coat. He is, often was. Is a, <laughs> is a sobering thought. There's Petacek's uh, head guard, but uh, you try and get a slightly closer look at yeah, it. I want to look Oh, blimey. Oh, what you ideally needed, he smashed his head on the glass, was, was possibly a Petacek head guard, ironically. Yeah. Eh? Wandering around the uh, museum, we have bumped into a uh, talk sport listener, uh, Anthony, Anthony Booth. He is uh, a teacher and uh, he's, he's got a day off today. He's not he, bunking off. No, he heard, <laughs> he heard Jim talking about the show, so he thought he'd come down. Yeah. Anthony, lovely to see you. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you too as well. Uh, regular listener, as you say. Most uh, most days that I can get a bit Do of time. Do the kids know that? You sit there with it when you should be teaching. <laughs> or when you're on your way home, I take it. This well, is. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. of course. Just before uh, Adrian kicks in at four. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so um, yeah, you were telling us just now, you, uh, you're a bit of a football impressionist as well. 
Yeah, I do. Uh, I do the odd impression. I do a few impersonations and one sort of a regional competition in Bolton not so while back. Oh wow! Uh, doing a variety of people, not just football managers and football players. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah. So, so uh, we were talking recently about Sean Dyche, and we, uh, you know, it's your job by the way. We we do it badly, but uh, you do a bit of Sean, don't you? Is that right? Yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a blast of a bit of Sean. I, I listened in when you did the. Uh, yeah. It's your job, by the way. Yeah. And I often imagine Sean as being like a bit of a pub landlord, you know. So it's like there's a quiz on tonight. If you don't play, we'll break your legs. That sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a bit of that. Uh, it's that kind of Midlands. He's got a little bit of Midlands in there that people yeah, don't pick North up on. Ends, yeah, that sort of North Ends thing that's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Right. Who else you got football-wise then? Is there anybody else you do? Well, some of the great players of the past. You know, I do a bit of Alex Ferguson at times. Uh, Giggsy, Scorsy, wonderful players. Fantastic human beings, <laughs> as, as you can imagine. They're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, who's your team then? Who do you support? Uh, Manchester United. Oh, OK. Yeah. Do you ever do these in class? Well, imagine giving the kids the hairdryer as Sir Alex. That would be very tempting, wouldn't it? <laughs> I do a few just to keep it a bit lively. Uh, yeah. The X Factor announcer guy. Uh, I'm now the X Factor. That, that's yeah. our guy. Just, just rolling with that occasionally when we're doing stories. Kids like it, do they? They do, and they, they don't know sometimes if they do. I've dropped in Roy Hodgson a couple of times, and they have no clue. They say, Is that Andy Jacobs off the radio? <laughs> <laughs> Could well let's, be. let's hear your ride then, go on. Well, you know, I think uh, as a candidate for Brexit, I'd be absolutely ideal. I, I've already taken a team out of Europe, so I should be great at the uh, taking the country out as well. Yes, yeah, so I'd better join in. Well, you know, that's quite good, but not really the real thing, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, well, you know, very, very good to meet you, but what could you do, Anthony? Very yeah, yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. Very bold of Anthony to go head to head with the governor when I it comes know, to Roy yes. Hodgson, isn't it? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, joining us now, uh, yesterday in, uh, in Cafe Football, we're having something to eat, we, we saw the work of our next guest, and, and he's, he's um, peppered all over the National Football yeah, Museum yeah. here in Manchester. His name is Stanley Chow, um, and uh, it, it, his work is amazing, and uh, he joins us now. Stanley, good to see you. Good to see you too. You are um, a low, well, you're, you're, you're a sort of place where you work, it's very local to yeah, you. Yeah, so. well. 20 minutes walk away from here, yeah. Fantastic. Quite, yeah. I mean, as soon as people see your work, uh, because you've done unique, so much in sport, it's an incredibly unique <laughs> style. I kind of, how did it come about? How did you kind of evolve it? Well, like, um, the style I do is quite simple, and um, I, I just wanted to kind of create a style which, which, yeah, which was unique, which was, you know, that no one had done before, but mm. also kind of, because, because I, knew, I, I wanted to be busy, Yeah. the only way to be busy is to be able to work fast, you see. So I wanted to create a style that, that was simple, that I could get a lot of pictures done in a, in a short space of time, basically. And so essentially, basically, that would make, make more money, you know, that <laughs> in theory, you know, you know. Yeah. It didn't always kind of, kind of work like that, but, you know, but that, was, that was the idea, was to create a style that was, that was simple to kind of do and on, a, on a regular basis, basically. Yeah, you told me that you, would, you do them digitally, because I was yeah. asking you how you do it. And it the style lends itself to modern footballers, yep. to old characters like Stanley Matthews, one of Matt Busby here. So it's a very brilliant one of Brian Clough that yeah, we, the I was one. drawn to. You kind of really kind of capture the essence of them, even though they are quite sort of digital. Um, yeah. they're, they're, they're but, but 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 the idea is to kind of like yeah. capture their likeness yeah. with, with, with as few lines as possible. Mm. You know, and some quite I mean, like the Schweinsteiger one that says. Hello, Herr Schweinsteiger. <laughs> Willkommen in Manchester. <laughs> yeah. So I presume you're a United fan. Yeah, right? I'm a United fan, yeah. But I did that when, you know, when he joined, you know, and yeah. it's like, 
you know, so. Um, Did you do one for when he left? <laughs> sorry, sorry, didn't work out so well. Yeah. <laughs> You've got, it's the kind of, generally the headshot is the approach that you take, yeah. head and shoulders, but you stray yeah. from that. Some wonderful sort of Cantona ones where yeah. he's foot on the ball yeah. in the home and away kit. You kind of stray into different areas now and again, but that's kind of, when people think of your work, they tend to think of that style, yeah, the, the portraits, big kind yeah. of headshot, the I portraits. Mean, yeah. Yeah. But also mainly they, they, they were inspired by like Panini stickers, really, you know, that's essentially kind of when I was a kid growing up, you know, I knew mm. they were popular, so I had to kind of create a style that was that was similar, really. You know, and like just just head and shoulders faces. Yeah, and face was as simple as that is what people like, really. You know, and like and for a while, like nobody, th- there was a, such a big gap in the market in terms of in illustration that nobody's just doing the simple yeah. mm. head and shoulders. So I thought I'll fill that gap. I was just wondering whether uh, whether I was saying earlier on whether the people that you've you've um, produced these. Uh, pictures of of wanted copies you said Edgar Davids was yeah. one that well, uh, well Edgar Davids was one like he saw one of, of, of Rooney that I did on Twitter and he said he wanted one yeah and then it, that ended up on his on his Twitter avatar you know what I mean for a few years oh so, that's yeah. nice Quan Mata used, used his on his Twitter for a while as well you know but yeah there, there are a few players who have got, got some of the some of themselves you know yeah now your work's here quite featured quite heavily and yeah. also at Hotel Football how did those yeah. two things come about well, uh, it's just because I, I was slowly getting a, uh, a name for myself on yeah. on Twitter and social media, basically. And then there was one of Gary Neville's men, people, just kind of approached me. You're like, we, we, want, we, we need someone new work in a hotel. Yeah. And then this was about five, six years ago now. And I said, yeah, okay, have some work. He said, the exhibition was only meant to be up for like six months, but it, it's been up there for like five years. Wow. Now, <laughs> you mean it, so. And people can buy your prints as well. Stanley Chow yeah. Print Shop. And then it's, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful website. Actually. They're really easy to find all of the portraits. You've broken them down in all the different areas. You do a lot of showbiz stuff yeah. and, and actors and stuff. But the football stuff, obviously, today is what mm. we were drawn yeah. to, which we loved. So um, the Stanley Chow Print Shop dot com is the place to go to check out Stanley's work. And uh, sorry, the Stanley Chow Print Shop dot Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just <laughs> I was looking there. Okay. dot co. dot uk. But um, <laughs> that's the American one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, go and check that out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. So here we are in the National Football Museum, but uh, of course, uh, this part of the world has a rich heritage in other sports as well. We'll be chatting to Anthony Crawler a little bit later on. But before that, from the world of uh, rugby league, incredible career at Saints, these days at uh, Toronto Wolfpack, John Wilkin. Good to see you, John. Good afternoon, guys. How have you, uh, have you found the, uh, the move to Toronto? So congratulations on the promotion. That's the important thing. Now a Super League club. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, have you been to Canada yourselves? Yeah. Yes, I've been to Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So what I love about the Canadians is they're not as cynical as the northern English people <laughs> but they're not as positive as Americans right so they're, they're a nice a good balance it's a good stepping stone towards <laughs> yeah. maybe moving to America in the future possibly but yeah a fantastic uh, city is Toronto they did love sport there it's all about the sports teams obviously the Raptors and um, the basketball team mm. won the championship That's while right. we were out there which yeah. was incredible to be in a city you know people out on the streets at three in the morning um that was incredible. The baseball's great. Ice hockey's great. It's unfortunately we're only out there in summer, which is hmm. thirty degrees. You've got your speedos on on the beach, <laughs> and it's minus twenty now. So I don't think yeah, it's they, a city uh, of great extreme weather, isn't it? It yeah, is. Definitely. Yeah. What what made you go for it? What what made you buy into it? They obviously sold you the club because you'd spent such a long time at Saints. It must have been quite a difficult decision. Yeah, it was just money. 
<laughs> well, that, that's refreshing. Beautifully that's, honest. That's refreshing in the world it's of sport, an, isn't it? Outrageous financial opportunity for me at the back end of my career. Yeah. No, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Well, so well, it probably is. It probably is that, but that's not the point. Yeah, no, no. It, look, there's, there's a couple of things. One thing is, I, I spent 16 years at St Helens, yeah. and, and when you're part of something for so long, um, I, I, I didn't know. Um, whether I could apply that somewhere else. Mm. It, it, it's just familiar. And, and I'd learned what success and a long period of success and how that was built and the culture behind it and trying to then take that and put it onto something that was new was something I was passionate about. I've been a leader, you know, probably the last 10 years of my career in terms of being a, amongst a group of men. And I wanted to take this, all the skills that I'd learned at, St Helens and apply it to a group of people who had no track record of winning rugby matches they had yeah. no successful history to look back on you know we're in the football museum now and you see pictures and paintings of historic you know occasions in the game well Toronto's got none of that so yeah. where do you start there's no history or heritage so I thought that was exciting for so me as an opportunity history, that's exactly yeah, that's really part of it what about the logistics of you know, I mean, I know they want to grow the game, but, you know, you've got jet lag, you've got problems. I mean, how's it going to work in Super League-wise? It's such a... I get asked about the travel yeah, all the time. Yeah, well, no, no, yeah. I, but it's a great question. Mm. But you sit on a plane for six hours. Yeah. And if that's the hardest thing we have to do in the modern world... <laughs> you know, my dad's a pig farmer from Hull, right? He gets up at <laughs> five true. in the morning, right? And he works until it's dark. Yeah. And he goes to the pub, has two pints. Now that's hard. Like that's a hard life. Sure. Mm. Sitting in a comfy leather chair in in the sky for six hours yeah. is a is a privilege. It's an absolute privilege. But, so, so, how, I was going to say the boys you've spoken mm. to, the, the prospect of doing that, are they kind of looking forward to it? They're looking forward to the trip. Yeah, I mean, for for the guys who are in Super League now, yeah. coming out once a year is just a treat, isn't it? Sure. I spoke to the guys at St Helens. I'm still very close with them, and I think they'll almost use it like a pre like a camp during the yeah. season. You know, they'll get out there for a few more days and get some training done in the nice weather and. Yeah, I think the other clubs are excited. The logistical challenge is definitely on our shoulders because we're doing that two-week time zone sort of jump. Is it home in a way, week alternate, or will he come over here and play a series and then go back? I, mean, I should know the answer to that. All right. <laughs> it would make sense, really, yeah, would. But I suppose, to come and I'm play. Gonna to, I'm going to have to Google that when I get in. At least two <laughs> games away from home. <laughs> yeah, no, it will be. I think it's at least, it'll have to be. You couldn't do week on, week off. So, so where did big. you get the nod that Sonny Bill was going to be a teammate then? Um, well, I got a picture of him in his underwear sent to me <laughs> off my wife. Uh, <laughs> so it was either we'd signed him or there was some bad news coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we'd signed him. <laughs> it is exciting, though, isn't it, it is. Yeah, I've never been more intimidated by a man in all my life because <laughs> he walks in, he's six foot five. He could knock you out if he wants. He's a good boxer. Yeah. Have um, you ever played against him? I've play, um, I think in 2007 when I was playing for England, um, he played for New Zealand or when it was Great Britain back then. Yeah. Um, but he's good at, good at rugby league. He's good at rugby union. He could do anything. He's, he's devastatingly handsome. Yeah. He, looks gr- <laughs> he looks great in his underpants. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? There must be something wrong with him. Yeah. We've just not found it yet. I'm, I'll do a lot of digging though. This yeah, yeah. Have you ever played <laughs> union? Have you played any? I played one game of rugby union and... Um, against Sale in a cross-code game. Oh, yeah, so we played half league, things. half yeah. union. Yeah. And it was my first ever game for St. Helens. And I played hooker in the rugby union half. And the South African guy opposite me pulled the referee and said, look, if we don't stop being competing at scrums, I'll break this kid's neck. Oh, God. <laughs> so that was it. That was my one and only uh, oh. <laughs> attempt at rugby union. What, what's the expectations then for this first season in, in Super League? If you're making signings like that and you keep doing that, then, then the sky's the limit. But, it's, it's, you know, it's not going to be easy, is it? No, I think we'd... Really, we were creeping in under the radar yeah. until now. Now yeah. we're on the radar, aren't sure. we? For, for all the right reasons, you know, the, we've we've made such a you know a huge signing. Um, 
I, I think realistically, I, I'd love us to finish in the top six. Um, you know, behind the scenes, we might be a bit more ambitious than that. Right. But, it, you know, we, we'll see. I think getting mm. off to a good start is so important. There's a lot of lads in the squad haven't played in Super League for some time. And it, 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 it's a tough competitive league. So we yeah. need to start well. You know? Yeah, It's an amazing thing in rugby league, how they start in its winter. Then you're playing, like you mentioned, yeah. how hot it is in Toronto this summer. Yeah. And then you finish in October in the grand final. Hopefully you finish in the grand yeah. final. And, and it's, you're back to winter again. So well, it's a lot of it adaptation. Yeah, and it's ironic because they say it's a summer sport. Well, it's not, is it? Because, yeah. you know, try playing rugby in February in Dewsbury, which I had to do last year. <laughs> that, that's not fun. You know, no. we're finishing October and it's wet. So, yeah, it's... It's the, the, the middle part of the season is where you will see the best rugby played. Um, the start of the year mm. it, it is relatively conservative. It, it's teams that have been preparing physically for three or four months, and uh, you know it's quite a conservative time of the year. Summer it explodes. You know if you could just watch rugby league, watch it in June and July, um, and then October again it becomes all serious. So it's, it's just it, yeah. it, it, it sort of phases through the year yeah. how the games played. You know? is, there, is there a rugby league equivalent to this, John, of, of the National Football Museum? Is it you know, there should be? I would think maybe there's a kind of a slightly smaller version, but is there a kind of whole, a, a kind of permanent exhibition? There will be. Right. <laughs> yeah. There will be. <laughs> no, be. There, there is. There is. There yeah. is. I think they've got a collection of <laughs> artifacts. I'm trying to think of the guy's name, but there's a guy who who's actually done a pop-up in this museum for for rugby league. Oh, so okay. We've got the, you know the white gloves on and had you know oh, yeah. handled yeah. some of the artifacts of the game and and look it's so important to document your history and sure. and, and to look back on it. You know that's how you learn in life, isn't it? You, of course. you know you learn from Very your history. So. so we should talk coffee. Can't get well, yeah, yeah, we've got yeah, to because you're one of uh, uh, yeah. Anthony Crawley's here, one of your regular customers. He was, uh, yeah. he was telling us he pops <laughs> yeah. in. So well, I've got a business that's 200 yards from here, so we've yeah. been doing. Uh, We've got uh, three coffee shops and uh, an artisan bakery, so we just we, wow. we bake bread. Oh, that's brilliant. Croissant. I should have brought something, shouldn't you I? Should yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I felt like I should. Yeah, yeah. yeah we should have brought you a sourdough, yeah. sourdough loaf. You know. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that I moment's gone. I should have. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that's all going well. I mean, look. Um, but it's an interesting thing to get into because if you like coffee, and presumably you wouldn't have got into this yeah. business if, if you didn't, it's, quite, it's like wine. It's like a complex yeah. thing, isn't it? Well, that's exactly... I'm like I love my food. I'm obsessed by food and drink, and I, I love my wine. Um, but I was never into coffee, and, and I, I got really into wine. Like I love it. I'm a bit of a, a geek when it comes to wine. Yeah. Um, and when I was down in London, and this guy gave me a coffee, and he was like single origin Ethiopian, and did it. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. some Earl Grey infused water to cleanse your palate before you have it. It was like <laughs> so over the top. <laughs> but because I'm a food geek, I was like, wow, this is different. Like, yeah. and I got to understand the story, and it's just a cool story, coffee. Mm. The way that it's circulated around the globe, and we we do a good job. You know, I've got a great team of staff who look after everything. What's the What's the shop called? You'd let people know. Pot kettle black. Pot kettle black. Brilliant. And is that true of the bake? Is the bakery? What, is that yeah, yeah, that's just part of what, we, part do. Of so it, what we, we do. Part of We make. Every, I sound like I'm selling it, and we make yeah. everything there from scratch in house. Wow. We don't buy things. And where are you roasting your coffee in locally? Or yeah, really? we've, we we it gets imported to London, and then we've got a team that roast our coffee down there. So mm. that's that's uh, a big part. Right. Of it. You can open yeah. one in Toronto. Tempted. Yeah, I'd love to. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll get Sonny Bill to chuck a bit, a few quid. Yeah, that's where we are. So, lovely to see you, John. We really appreciate you coming Thanks, down. John. And, uh, yeah, we'll continue success. We'll be looking out for Wolfpack next year. It's going to be really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so, it is. Can't wait. Looking yeah, forward to it going. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. 
So there we are, that was this afternoon's show. Uh, back in the smoke tomorrow, back in the studio. Got some great guests though, Steve Perryman joins us. Very much looking forward to that, the skipper, as I uh, call him, and many other Spurs fans. And, uh, and clips of the week and all that tomorrow. So we'll see you then. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.